Welcome to the Curious Curators Podcast. Today we'll be discussing something a little bit different. The Olympics. Let's check it out. Hey guys and welcome back to the Curious Curators. I'm Hope. And I'm Lindsay. And today we have a new podcast for you, clearly, because we're here. Um, And we are actually going to change up our format a little bit, change up our content a little bit. So this is the first of a new era for us, I would say. But today we're going to talk to you about the Olympics. So there was supposed to be an Olympics this year. Um, You may or may not know that it has been postponed to 2021. And, well, yeah. So we were kind of, we've been talking about the Olympics for a couple days, actually. Mm -hmm. And ever since we went to the Okoe Whitewater Center. Yeah, so we went to the one place in the Okoe region that the Olympics were done the 1996 Atlanta Olympics and we've I've actually found out so much cool stuff about the Olympics the Olympics in general or that that 1996 Atlanta Olympics both because you know I get off track a lot that's true so I did find some cool stuff about Atlanta and then I just couldn't stop I keep (laughs) I keep fixating on like weird things and I'm not gonna like go into super detail about all the things that I was interested in but I think like, the Olympics are cool. I enjoy parts of the Olympics. I'm not going to say that I enjoy everything because that is just not me. Well, what about race walking? I know that's your favorite. <laughs> I don't think I even... I should have read the rules so I could talk about it. Um, We've been ragging on race walking yeah, in the office for several days, I think. Apparently, that's an Olympic sport, and I don't fully know... Well, I mean, I think it's kind of self-explanatory, but at the same time, I have no idea, so... Speaking of uh, strange Olympic sports, Mm. I did some research on some Olympic sports. So I am going to ask you about a few Olympic sports, and you have to tell me if they've ever been Olympic sports or not. Mm. So I'm going to tell you about a few sports. All right, let's try it. Chess. Yes. Nope. No, okay, I was like, that one's weird, so probably yes. Croquet. Yes. Absolutely. Croquet was held once in 1900, and it's one of the few uh, mixed gender sports. Mm. So women and and men would compete alongside with with each other. Yeah. Um, Okay. There was no gender restriction on croquet. I kind of like croquet as an idea. I'm kind of, it's quite warm. I only ever... Played it. I only ever played it with my grandpa and his husband, so I don't know. We played it at one of the summer camps last year. <laughs> <laughs> um, bowling. No. No, never no. been an Olympic sport. Uh, tug of war. Yes. Yes. Actually, um, the U.S. team left in one year because the Liverpool police, which were a team, by the way, cheated by like having shoes that they could barely walk in they were so heavy and the u.s olympic team protested it and when the olympic committee was like no this is fine the u.s team left and that that liverpool police team won Um, they weren't disqualified they were not disqualified (laughs) even though the rules said they had to be wearing normal shoes well i guess if you can like technically if you can move across the room we could call those normal shoes right um how about uh cricket Yes. Nope. No? Sumo. No? Nope. Never been an Olympic sport. Live pigeon shooting. 
That's horrible. But yes, I'm sure it has been. It has been an Olympic sport. One time in 1900, um, over 300 pigeons were killed uh, in the live pigeon shooting competition. Why didn't they use clay pigeons? Because it was called live pigeon shooting. <laughs> yeah, but why not just call it pigeon shooting and use clay ones? Um, and actually, it is not listed on, if you look up medal lists for the Olympics, they don't list that one. Oh, is that something they're trying to hide, I guess? Mm. I'm just saying about 300 pigeons were I would have been in absolute hysterics. Can you imagine thing. what the ground looked like after that event? Could you imagine being a spectator? Yeah. Like, I would be in hysterics before that was over. Would dead pigeons just fall on the audience? That's kind Probably. of terrifying. Oh. Mm, I'm glad that didn't last. So, and we they've also never had uh, synchronized skating as mm. an Olympic sport. Okay. At first I thought you were going to say synchronized swimming, and I was like, wait, I swear I've watched No, that. no, no. They have definitely have synchronized swimming, but they've never had synchronized skating as an Olympic sport, which I thought was interesting because... That sounds like something that would be yeah, an Olympic sport. They do. And then what we had talked earlier, they're going to add skateboarding. They're going to add year. skateboarding. I, I wrote down a list, I think, of the things they're going to add because some of the stuff I thought had been Olympic sports, uh, they're going to add surfing. Oh, that's kind of cool. I like it. Yeah. Uh, Wait, but I, do you have to wonder, like, how? Like, or is that going to be, like, quite a faraway venue than the, the actual... Well, this one is taking place in Tokyo, so I imagine there would be... Um, yeah, I mean, it, it is yeah. on the Pacific Ocean. Well, yeah, I just mean, like, in the future, like, when they do... They're probably going to have to select places that are close enough to a surf spot, I would imagine. Because L.A. is the next one, and they have... Yeah. Yeah. Um, but they have... Uh, they added baseball. Uh, it used to be in, they dropped it, it's getting added back okay. in. They're adding karate, they're adding sport climbing, um, and then surfing and skateboarding into okay. the 2020 Olympics. I kind of, I mean, I kind of enjoy that. I like that they're diversifying a little bit. I think skateboarding would be a lot of fun to watch. Usually with the Summer Olympics, all I watch are gymnastics. Oh, I watch, um, I always watch gymnastics, and then... Like, when Michael Phelps was, like, beating all the medal records, I watched the swimming. Oh, see, I don't even watch that. And I do watch the synchronized swimming because I just think it's so, like, pretty. I always watch that. Yeah, so I, I think it would be a lot of fun to watch the uh, the skateboarding. Yeah. Because the X Games were always fun to watch. Yeah, and I think the surfing is really interesting as well. I mean, because, that, like, that's talent. I feel oh, like, yeah, I feel absolutely. Like that's such a skill to have. So there are actually... Um, there are three, I think, mixed-sex games where women and men compete against each other, and that was croquet, sailing, and equestrian sports. Okay. Women and men can compete against each other. Okay. Um, unless it was specifically—now they've added stuff that's specifically mentioned as mixed. Right. So, for example, shooting has men's shooting, women's shooting, and mixed shooting. But with croquet, sailing, and equestrian, traditionally, since they've been— instituted haven't been restricted by gender but there are still two sports today where women cannot compete and that's nordic combined which is a cross-country skiing and ski jump okay and greco-roman wrestling women cannot compete in greco-roman wrestling hmm. i almost want to be like who would want to but then <laughs> at the same time why they don't have like a separate women's event for it so they can't even today well, couldn't that be added 
in the next Olympics. We have time. I'm kind of wondering how many female Greco-Roman wrestlers there are. I've never looked True. that up. Like, why would you want to? Well, I noticed you kept mentioning the equestrian events. You know something I found out? Hmm. You know how, like, um, Olympic athletes or any, like, world-class level athlete is always drug-tested? So are the horses. Do the horses get medals, though? Do they have, like, a horse medal and a human medal? I don't know, but I think that they should if they you're should. forcing your horse to do this. Because, like, let's be real, he didn't care if we were Olympic athletes or not. So, I mean, I think you should. If they don't, well, I mean, you're, you and your horse are a team. I really think that dog acrobatic, like dog show things, should be Olympic sports too. Oh, if you're going to have equestrian, the people who train their dogs. Oh, that would be so much fun! I love. I will watch a dog show. I saw a I saw a basset hound competing in one of those, and it was the funniest thing Aww. I think I've ever seen because he didn't do anything. Mm. I have a basset hound, so or my family has a basset hound, so so it's like he definitely would just meander on through. (laughs) So um, let's kind of talk about the history of the Olympics and maybe its origins and some interesting um, events or things that have happened in the Olympics before. Okay. Well, I think we can kind of, I think we all kind of know that the Olympics are sort of based, let's say loosely based, on the um, ancient Olympic Games which weren't really what we have going on right now. They were a festival in celebration of and for the god Zeus. So it was like a mythological type thing. And they did foot races, which we do do, javelin Mm -hmm. contests, which is also part of athletics, I'm pretty sure. And then wrestling. So, yes. But it was actually a competition between a bunch of different Greek city-states. And it was part of the Pan-Hellenic Games, which is like a series of four. And it went on from about 776 B.C. to about A.D. 393. Um, Rome ended up suppressing the games because they wanted the official religion of Rome to be Christianity. Okay. So they kind of went. But the games that we kind of watch are based on something called the Winlock Olympian Society's Annual Games. Okay. And these have been held since about 1850. And they were in a place called Shropshire, England. Okay. And then they the they started sort of basing it on this. Because the first modern games that we think of were held in Athens in 1896. Yeah, so actually the 1996 Olympics was the centennial. Yeah. Um, which, oh, it was like, the oh, I watched the, like, a condensed version of the opening ceremony. And I was like, oh, they showed all these pictures of, like, all the older. Oh, it was stunning. This podcast is a production of the Alderman Group and the Museum Center at Five Points. Be sure to check out all our upcoming events on our website at museumcenter.org. That's museumcenter.org. Let's continue with the show. So considering the, uh, the old Olympics way back when in Greece, and I guess essentially Rome, uh, something that we've talked about previously is Roman emperors and Nero competed in the Olympics in 67. Oh, Nero. Um, He bribed the organizers to postpone the game so he could participate. And uh, he won every event he was in. So apparently a great athlete. A fantastic athlete, Um, especially even when he didn't finish the event. Yeah, he didn't finish the uh, 10-horse chariot race. Um, He was thrown from the chariot and just decided to leave. But he would have won. Yes, he would have won if he had completed. That's why he got, uh, yeah. that's why he won. Uh, 
And I um, wish people had that much faith in my abilities at chariot racing. He also added artistic events to the Olympic Games. Instead of just being athletic, he added artistic events so that he could win the artistic events too. Also a great actor, writer, singer. Can you imagine how riveting it would be to have (laughs) an Olympic painting event where you watch people paint against each other? If that was a thing, I think Bob Ross would have won. Oh, absolutely. Bob Ross, Olympic painter. Yeah, I mean, he should have gotten a gold medal in all fairness, but... So, um, I think when we talk about the first games, uh, that was the first Summer Olympics. Yes. The first Winter Olympics were later. Yeah, much later, which I think is kind of weird, but... Because they're my favorite. I do like the figure skating. I stand those figures. I become a professional... (laughs) I become a professional figure skating judge during the Winter Olympics. I go, oh, they're going for the quadruple sow cow. Oh, they under-rotated. Oh, didn't did manage to land that? it. Did you see that wobble? That's going to yep. cost points. Like, <laughs> he managed to land it in practice, but when it comes to the Olympics, he under-rotated. Look at, look at him, his, the slight bend in his ankle. Like, That's going to cost him. with your parents and your mom's just like, you've never figure skated in your life. Exactly. <laughs> And ask me right now what any of that stuff means, I don't know. But as soon as the Winter Olympics come back around, bam, I'm an expert again. Oh, same. But you know what I kind of think is interesting between the first, like, the first Olympics, I kind of feel like we're just like a, like, a thing that someone, like, was like, hey, let's try to do this. There were less than 250 competitors, 14 nations, most of them were actually Greek. And Mm -hmm. do you know how many people were in... Like, let's say, the Atlanta Olympics or even the ones in Rio? Well, I mean, I do, but I'll let you answer. So in Atlanta, they had 10,320 athletes. That's an astounding number of people. Mm -hmm. And then in Rio, they had 11,238 athletes from 206 nations, plus they instituted the first refugee team. Oh, wow. um, That was kind of... Because, you know, the Olympics is meant to promote international peace and understanding mm-hmm. through games, which we kind of know isn't always the case, but that's what they try to do. And um, sometimes they want to bring things to the public attention, which is where the refugee team came in. Okay. Which I thought was really cool. Um, and they walked out. They're the ones that carried the Olympic flag, I think. Oh. So, yeah. Actually, so nice. Like, oh, those opening ceremonies get me, man. The Parade of Nations. I'm like, <laughs> I'm so dramatic. <laughs> So, should we move on to discuss the 1996 Olympics that yeah, were held in Atlanta? Definitely. That is the Games of the 26th Olympiad. Yes. And the Centennial. Yes. And very expensive. $1.7 billion. Well, we were actually discussing in the office how a lot of these stadiums end up costing a lot more and causing the host city or nation to really suffer financially. But what this actually did was uh, revitalized Atlanta's downtown area. Um, So this is one of those, uh, um, this is one of those times where it actually was financially beneficial. beneficial. Um, And they also were able to reuse the Olympic stadiums. Which is so good because that doesn't always happen. No, it does not. Um, one of the nice things, so I watched, like I said, I sat and watched this whole thing, but um, the torch relay, of course, starts in Olympia, Greece and comes to the host city. So how do they get across the ocean? I've never... They fly, they take boats. It, 
They used to take boats. Now wow. they fly. Um, I even read that at one point crossing the ocean, they were able to pick up like the flame. Like they used heat sensors and they used like weight, like infrared waves or something to relight the torch once it crossed the ocean. So like, wow. But um, as you know, like once they get the torch into the stadium, it's passed off to like multiple athletes inside like a small place and I'm pretty sure you can correct me if I'm wrong because you probably know but all of the torchbearers are some sort of athlete that used that competed in the Olympics um and 1996 Muhammad Ali lit the opening ceremony yes. flame and I thought this was also really cool Muhammad Ali um won a gold medal in 1960 and he ended up throwing it into the Ohio River in like protest and they replaced it 36 years later at this Olympics Oh. So I thought that was really nice. I mean, I'm sure he thought that was nice as well. I don't know. But I thought that was kind of interesting. But I will say for this, the opening ceremony was so 90s. I'm sure you loved it. I did. I mean. But it was also a couple firsts, I'll say, before we get into um, how close this Olympics actually was to home here. But this was the first time in Olympic history that every country invited sent athletes. And this is also the first time that all former Soviet countries competed under their own flags mm-hmm. instead of under, you know, a Soviet flag. And seven athletes tested positive for banned substances from no particular country. They were from everywhere. Okay. Um, so we actually, during the Olympics, there was one event in the Centennial Olympic Park. In Atlanta, there was there were several bombs planted yes. by um, a terrorist, essentially yeah. Eric Rudolph. Um, and it was really interesting because we were just talking about this. There was a movie out recently because a security guard spotted one of the bombs and cleared people of the area. He actually saved a lot of lives, but then the media got a hold of it and started. He was part of the FBI started investigating him under suspicion of being the one who planted it and created some sort of hero complex so that he could plant the bomb and then save everybody. Uh, Richard Jewell. And there was actually a movie, I believe, made recently about him. And it's so tragic because he saved lives and he was not the one who did it. Yeah, and they they cleared him later. Yeah. But it was for over two years. Yeah. He was, he was a suspect and he didn't do anything. Yeah. Except for what he did his job. He, like, located a threat and was able to help neutralize it. He literally did his job. And Yeah. Yeah, he, he did exactly what he was supposed to. He was a security guard. He made sure everybody was safe. He probably saved a lot of lives. Cause yeah. It did only kill one person, but it injured 111 people. Yeah. And I can't imagine what that toll would have looked like if uh, Richard Jewell hadn't cleared that the spot where one of the pipe bombs were. Yeah, like— he was a hero, 100%. And such a tragic and, figure now, too, in in hindsight, because he was basically trial by media. Everybody said he did it. And, yeah. And he, he was innocent. It. He was a hero who saved lives. It's very sad. We will tell you we did not watch the movie. Yeah, I started to watch it, but it was extremely sad, frustrating. Um, but, yeah, Eric Rudolph said he did it in protest um, to um, abortion on demand and... Um, it was an anti-gay kind of anti-abortion protest um, that he did this for. He also had a history of uh, bombing abortion clinics and gay bars. Yeah. Um, and he, in total, he, before he was caught, he killed three, um, including a uniformed police officer, and uh, injured 150 people through a series of these bombings. Yeah, and he was 
like loose for god seven years or something like yeah like till the he 2000s was, he managed to evade capture yeah and he was active for about two years from 1996 to 1998 um but he uh but we in the Okoe region had kayak canoe slalom events yeah canoe slalom events on the Okoe river so the Okoe river is part of the Okoe region it's absolutely just down the road we we were just there um i mean we were literally there this week and um, the Okoe River was about 200 feet wide at the part mm-hmm. where they did this. They narrowed it down to about 70 feet, built, like, levees, and there's mm-hmm. some nice drops. Um, you can still go, like, whitewater rafting there. Yeah, during weekends in the summer. Yeah, because it's dry. It was dry when we were there. We have another video about that. So, But it was dry when we were there. But it was mm-hmm. absolutely stunning. Like, it's beautiful. We were saying it would be beautiful in the fall. But anyway, but yes, this was... <laughs> our like claim to fame with the olympics yeah and unfortunately we only had one u.s winner um dana chlodek uh she was originally czech born but moved to america when she was about four years old uh she won silver in women's um behind actually stepanka hilgertova of the czech republic okay um she uh, actually competed in two summer olympics in 1992 she won bronze 1996 she won silver um and she won four silvers and two bronzes at the Canoe Slalom World Championships. Okay. Um, and she's currently a coach and race director oh, cool. at an Olympic training uh, oh. place. She's essentially um, part of the coaching team. Her coaching team is the highest level of coaching provided in the U.S. for oh. people wanting to compete in those. Good for her. Yeah. No, she moved on to be a coach, and she moved on to um, – do a lot and you know it was pretty exciting that a a u.s athlete placed yeah during these i believe there were four events yeah um in the u.s two women i think um there was only yeah it was it was yeah i I didn't write down how many events it was but um but we did the u.s did place in women's yeah, and then Lee Women's University, kayak. which is right across the street from yeah. us, was the Olympic Village for these athletes that were participating. At the time, Lee College. Yeah, so it was Lee College back then. And we will say, this is we're about three hours. Well, we're probably about two hours, two hours and 15 minutes or so north of Atlanta. But, like, where this was, you're a good three hours north of Atlanta, like, yeah. in the wilderness. This is, like, wilderness. There was nothing around when we were there. But, it's like I said, it's absolutely beautiful, and you can – go you know whitewater rafting the same kind of trek that they took yeah um which i think is really cool i think it would be scary but i think it would be cool (laughs) yeah after your tubing incident you really probably don't want to do that i'm not doing i don't think i'm going to do it this summer i think i've had enough danger but i think it's i also think that it's cool that like it happened here we do have some of the um, in the exhibit, we have, like, a volunteer outfit. And we have the Russian kayak. The Russian kayak. Even though Russia kayak. didn't place. But they did leave a kayak, which was super nice of them. Cause Very now we nice have of it. them. And that replica torch. Yeah, we do have a replica of the Olympic torch. I thought it was real for the longest time. But it's cool. It's I mean, it looks just like they looked, which is what a replica is. So. Yep, that is... Well. Thank you, Merriam-Webster. <laughs> <laughs> oh, what a day. But, yeah, I guess that's probably all we have for you about this today. Of course, we'll be back next week. But 
check out all the Olympic stuff. The Olympics are so, so interesting. interesting. Like, look it up. It's all so interesting. But, yeah. So, thanks, guys, and we'll see you next week. See ya. Bye. Be sure to join us next time as we talk all things history and tell the story of the Ocoee region. I'm learning history in Cleveland, Tennessee. Ocoee's a society. Five Points Museum. Telling a story of our history. Coming together as community. I'm learning history in Cleveland, Tennessee. Ocoee's society. Five Points Museum. Telling a story of our history. Coming together as community